Welcome back to another episode of In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Thickpen, and yes, it's 2023. We started the podcast during the pandemic in 2020, and now we're in season three. I'm so excited about season three. I'm excited about you guys downloading and sharing the podcast. We're at 7,000 downloads. So it's been incredible that you guys have supported one of Mississippi's own. Back to another episode of In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Thickpen, and today I have a great guest joining the podcast. A guy that's worked at three different schools, and his very first head coaching job, he's taken it and ran with it and has an overall record of 89 and 33. A guy I'm excited to talk to, a guy I'm excited to learn from, a guy that people in Jasper County uh, I'm sure really, really love, especially in the small town of Bay Springs, Mississippi. So without further ado, I would like to introduce and welcome Bay Springs High School head football coach and athletic director, Coach Dan Brady, to the podcast. Coach Brady, welcome and thanks for joining. Hey, thanks for having me, Coach. I really appreciate it and I look forward to talking with you. So, Coach, you guys finished up the season like all coaches want to fin- finish the season, but there can only be one state champion, and you guys were dead in your classification. Um, winning it for the second time under your direction, kind of talk about uh, what that meant um, when you guys accomplished that. Uh, it, was a, it was a great accomplishment for the kids. Our kids worked really, really hard. Uh, you know, coming off the first state championship, you know, getting ready for the 2022 season, it was just – you know, we just really didn't want them to, you know, fall into complacency and stuff like that. And it just, it felt awesome. You know, I felt like, and I knew the kids felt like it too, that there was this huge bullseye on our back and everybody was, you know, we were getting a lot of people's best shots. And, um, you know, it was just, honestly, coach, it was a relief uh, when that final horn sound uh, sounded at the state championship. It was just a relief, you know, because I mean, in 16, when we made it the state championship, nobody expected us to be there. You know, they expected it to be, um, you know, Bassville. In 21, they expected Hollandale Simmons to win. You know, this past year, you know, everybody pretty much had it chalked up as Bay Springs playing for a state championship and winning a state championship. So it just – it adds a completely different element of pressure, you know, as a coach, but also on our kids. And – you know, it was just a relief, honestly, to win it. Okay. So, Coach, you know, this season, as you said, was, you know, everybody was gunning at you. You The expectations were high from your, yourself, your coaches, your players, maybe the community. Um, and, and I'm looking at the record in the, in the playoffs. You guys blanked everybody. And um, actually, state championship game was the closest game you played um, those last few weeks of the season. Um, what what changed for your team maybe, you know, in the playoffs? What, what, did you guys peak at the right time? Did you guys go to another level once you got in the playoffs? We did. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought the changing of the season for us was we played um, – we played Taylorsville, and I thought that we 
Um, you know, it was really close. It was 36 to 20. We hadn't played a full game in a while. And really that game, which was the game before the last game of the regular season, really that game was the game that really just turned around our mentality. You know, I think our kids went from kind of feeling like they were untouchable. Um, it's 36 to 20. It's really a closer game than that most of the time. And, you know, they just got back to work and, it was really good for us because it hit right at the right time of the season and it just really got us refocused. And then, you know, we just got the playoffs and, you know, that was coach Young's big thing. You know, he just told the kids, you know, um, you know what his expectations were. Nobody scored. And, you know, a lot of times it don't work out that way, but we gave up one touchdown. It was a kickoff return actually in the South state championship. Um, But, you know, our kids just, they were hungry. They just really, really wanted it, um, you know, and they, they didn't only want to win a state championship, but they just wanted to show people how how dominant we were last year. And you guys indeed did that. Um, you know, myself being from uh, Taylorsville, when I, I, you know, I keep up with the Tartars, and when I saw that score, I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Did they even show up? But um, that that speaks to the, as you said, the level of dominance you guys displayed, um, you know, that game and and a lot of games that um, season. So, Coach, for the listeners that may not know, um, you know, before you got there, a lot of people always knew Bay Springs had, you know, really good athletes and players and uh, Scott Pearson years. They, They had some really good years, but um, talk about that very first uh, time. I, I, I can't think of the year, but you guys made it to the state championship um, and yeah. lost to Calhoun City. Um, what what changed for your program that year to actually go from where they were before to contention? Well, you know, when I took over in 14, um, you know, Coach Milner had been there a couple years. He left. Coach uh, Tripp Summerall had taken over. Um, they had had some really good teams. The year before I got there, didn't have a great year. Um, you, you know, just didn't play play great the whole year. It was just just wasn't a great year. They kind of took a step back. Um, you know, Coach Summerall probably wouldn't put in the best situation being a young coach. You know, um, inheriting the program late that year. But you know, when I got there, the big thing was they were having a lot of trouble finishing in the second half and. You know, that was our first big thing we did. Everything we did that first year was about finishing, you know, whether it be conditioning at the end of practice, whether it be, you know, um, whatever at the end of practice, running during the summer and stuff like that. It was all about finishing. So we um, we just tried to instill that. And, you know, then the other thing we did, base brains had always been a spread team. I, I have nothing against the spread. I, spread's great. It's not what I know. Um, and you know, when I got to base frames, when I was all for the job, the first thing I looked at was the type of kids they had, you know, I couldn't help but think about Bassville and the success that coach Mancuso had had. So, you know, I knew that I'd always been an eye guy, but, and, you know, ran some, some shotgun stuff. Um, but I knew I wanted to be, you know, a wing T guy. And, you know, I, that was probably the big thing, changing that mentality, you know, the way we practice, nothing nothing against the spread. I, some of the most physical teams we've ever played against have been spread teams. But just changing the mentality, you know, taking care of the football, you know, not getting in second and 12, you know, being second and seven, second and six and stuff like that. And I just think that was the big thing. We shortened the game. Base Springs has always had great kids to play great defense, and we just, you know, we married our offense to what we have defensively, you know. Um, and 
I think it just really helped us. And, you know, luckily, you know, my brother told me when I applied for the job, he said, Dan, you can be a day too late for a head coaching job. But if you're a day too early, it can go really, really bad. So um, I'd actually considered for applying for it in 13. But, you know, we had a lot of kids coming back at Stringer, so I didn't. But, you know, they were great athletes, man. I mean, I, you know, when I got there, I had Jonas Five, I had Bruce Stevens, you know, Jalen Jones, Kadarius. I had all these really, really good athletes. And, you know, we had some success. We, we, won, we won a playoff game that first year and then lost to East Marion in the second round. And, you know, really just from there, you know, the kids got hungry. Uh, we actually lost to East Marion, I guess. Uh, it was fourth and seven. We got about six and a half. So, you know, all these things, and you know, God's just been tremendously good to me and the teams I've been able to coach. And, you know, just like everything, you know, fit into, you know, fit into place. The, You know, the kids just got really, really hungry. And then, you know, we got really good at what we do offensively and, you know, 15 Bassville comes to base frame. We play them for the South. They beat us. Um, kind of the same thing. It just put that drive in our kids. And, you know, in 16, you know, I mean, I can say it after the fact. I didn't want to say it then. I knew that us and Bassville were the best two th- teams in the South. And, you know, we, Jalen Jones gets us over the hump on a great play at the end of the game. And, you know, from there, it just kind of, I don't know, the story's kind of written itself, I guess. I mean, we Bay Springs has always got great talent. I've always thought Bay Springs has been a school that lacks stability, um, you know, and just having the same coach. When I got this job, you know, 10 years ago, that's what I told Mr. Woodrow. I was like, I'm not coming here to use that as a stepping stone. This is where I want to be. And, you know, it's worked out great with a lot of great players, you know. Absolutely. And, um, Coach, you, you mentioned uh, Mr. Woodrow, who uh, I, I have a history with. Um, I believe at the time you were hired. Um, you know, talk about how is how important it is to have, I guess, you know, maybe if, if you don't if you don't have a principal, have a superintendent or someone in administration that's willing to not only work with you with football, but, you know, to help all athletics you know, take that next step. Yeah, I mean, and that was the good thing about Mr. Woodrow. You know, you, now you know him as well as I do. Uh, Mr. Woodrow could tell you where the first penny he ever made is at. And, you know, I really appreciate him for that. So, I mean, he – I mean, I know a lot of places, you know, people get jobs and they just lay the red carpet out for him. It was not that way at Bay Springs. I mean, he got me what I needed, but he also taught me a valuable lesson that you got to work for what – you know, got to work for what you want. You know, if you, you inherit in a program that – doesn't have money in the bank you don't buy new uniforms you buy what you need and then when you get money in the bank you buy you know the uniforms or whatever but um you know it was just great having him he was um he taught me so much he right across the street at the school there i could always go talk to him uh taught me a, a bunch of valuable lessons um gave me a bunch of good butt chewings you know i probably appreciate him for that more than anything you know he was just he um he was always very supportive but he was always a person too that if you screwed something up, he did not mind talking to you about it. He, he, I'm sure you've gotten some of those before too from him, but um, very, very supportive. And, you know, he retired the year before we won the state championship. That was always one of the things we talked about when he hired me. You know, he said, Dan, I want you to beat Taylorsville and I want you to win. A, I want you to help the school win a state championship. So we got to accomplish one of them. We actually we got to beat, we beat Taylorsville twice. 
um, I guess second and third year or whatever, but he retired, which I, I don't blame him at all. He'd been in it a long time, but, um, you know, then, um, you know, my principal who actually passed away right before Christmas in a car wreck, you know, he was extremely, he was extremely, um, supportive, you know, I think it's so important and, you know, all the young coaches out there, if you ever get a hold of a bad principal or a bad superintendent, it'll just make you appreciate the good ones that much more because they can make your life bad um, or they can make your life really good, you know, when they are supportive. And that's the thing I have at Base Frames. My principal, um, my principals have been so supportive and they back me, um, you know, and it's just, it's been a great deal. It's a very, it's a great place, man. And, you know, having a great principal, having a great superintendent makes my life amazing. No doubt about it, Coach. Again, listeners, you're listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Dickpin, and today my guest is Bay Springs High School head football coach and athletic director, Coach Dan Brady. Coach Brady, um, you mentioned um, a few moments ago about uh, the program having a lot of you know, head coaches or a few head coaches before yourself, uh, you know, kind of talk a little bit more about, you know, how you were able to have longevity at, at Bay Springs. Well, I think a lot of the, you know, as far as longevity with me, I mean, of course I grew up right there at Stringer, but my dad worked in the city of Bay Springs for a very long time. And, you know, a lot of people knew me as a kid and stuff like that. So, you know, going in taking the job, a lot of people knew me, you know, as Dan Brady's son. And it just really helped me because, you know, I already had a lot of relationships and stuff like that. And, you know, um, when I got the job, uh, I was fortunate enough to get Coach Young to stay. Um, he had been there the year before. So, I mean, so much of, you know, being able to stay at a place and do a good job is having a lot of, you know, having great assistance around you. Um, you know, 10 years later, Coach Young's still there. And, you know, I just think, um, you know, I, I think a base, I think a place like Bay Springs, the, I mean, they were just ready for somebody to come and stay. It had been, you know, so much of, you know, coaches coming in and looking for the next big job. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. There's nothing wrong wanting to move up the ladder. I mean, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer, and I tell my kids this all the time, I want you to be comfortable and know that when I get you in seventh grade, I'm also going to coach you when you're a senior too. So, you know, just that longevity aspect. I tell my wife all the time, you know, if this is the last stop on the road, it would be fine for me. And um, it's just, it's a great place to work, man. I mean, it's, you know, I know some people get these jobs and they're like, they're great Monday through Thursday and terrible on Friday. I've heard that too. <laughs> yeah. Base race is the direct opposite. I mean, it's 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 a really really good place Monday through Thursday and it's great on Friday. And, you know, a lot of people don't a lot of people don't you know understand that. I, I I'm not going to teach U.S. history now, next year, but I've I've taught it the last four years and you know I get to teach my kids every day. I'm right there in the hallway with them. Um, you know, it's a small school. I get to watch them grow up. You know, it's just a it's a great job. And you know, West Jasper. One thing they've always done really well is they don't mind paying their coaches. They they make sure that you're well compensated so people don't want to just leave and go other places. Okay. So coach, maybe for the young coaches or, you know, the guys that would like to know is does your school district offer just the supplement or days plus supplement? We actually, um, they actually offer days and the supplement. We actually 
I've been on 240 for a long time, but now they've changed it to 231 because you really can't work 240. But we get, um, I have to work all summer. I get, I get some vacation days, but I get a, I get days, I get a football supplement, I get an athletic director supplement, and then I get supplements for other stuff I do during the spring. So it's uh, it's really good. And I mean, it's not, you know, as good as like some of the big five, six, eight, seven jobs, seven, eight jobs, no doubt about that. But as far as 1A, 2A, 3A football, it pays really well. And it's a great job to have, you know, teaching wise, we, I teach two blocks and then I have junior high athletics and high school athletics. So, I mean, it's, it's a really, it's a really, really good job. Okay. So coach, um, I haven't been there in a while. I know you guys have recently, and when I say recently, I guess within the last 10 years, um, built some new buildings on campus. Is the middle school, the junior high on, is on the high school campus now, or is that still on, across town? It's on campus now. They actually built it. Um, actually, probably when you were in school, Coach, where y'all dress uh, at Bay Springs, the old gymnasium, that is where the new middle school is. Actually, that's okay. where I'll be teaching at this year is the new middle school. But it, it's on campus. Uh, it houses grades six through eight. Um, so it's really good. Back in you know back when I first started, the first couple years, we had to go across town to the old middle school, which which is not a bad building at all, not a bad setup. But it's just a lot more convenient for us as coaches to, uh, right, you know, have the junior high on campus with us, right. And coach for a long time, and I don't want you to speak for to this. And you know, for a long time, maybe you know, as you said, people knew Bay Springs had really good athletes, um, but they were, you know, strictly maybe just basketball. But during your tender uh, tenure, excuse me, you have maybe. Was Coach Mackey on your staff as as an assistant coach at one point? He well, he's always been on the staff. I think actually when Ryan Milner came to Bay Springs, um, Coach Milner taught Coach Mackey into coaching basketball. So I mean, coaching football. I'm sorry, he's always coached basketball, but he's he's actually always been on our staff. And Coach Mackey does a really good job helping us get a lot of the basketball kids out there. Um, and it's very it's been very beneficial with us, um, which we. You know, Coach Mackey still has his time to coach, uh, you know, basketball. He gets them all fourth block all year long, um, you know, the kids that don't play football. But he's always out there with us, does a really, really good job. And to be honest with you, Coach, we get probably two or three kids a year out the gym that we probably would not get if it was not for Coach Mackey. I mean, I just through the years, you know, right. uh, Bruce Stevens, uh, a yeah. kid, named, kid named Tyrese Holloway who's actually going to Pearl River this year to play uh to play football to play db so i mean just through the years we've gotten a lot of kids just by having coach out there with us he coaches our receivers and he coaches our dbs so it's a it's a win-win for all of us um and you know i mean it's just it's worked out perfect you know and just having the you know where i mean i don't i mean coach Mackey's never been a guy that just wants him to play to play basketball i mean he you know he supports right. he supports all the sports um but, you know, just having him out there because there's some kids that we, we, we just honestly wouldn't get if it was not for that connection they have with Coach Mackey. And, you know, with him being down there with us, it just it just pays huge dividends for us. So, Coach, what have you done as head coach? In that? Coach, can you hear me? Coaches that are at school right now, they're – 
like uh, football. So, tell ask me that one more time, Coach. My phone or your phone, but I couldn't hear you. Okay, so obviously you have, uh, as you said, bridged the gap or developed a relationship with um, Coach Mackey, um, who's a basketball coach there. Um, yes, sir. Maybe talk about what you did, you know, and and how maybe other school, other coaches at other schools could maybe develop a relationship, you know, oh, yeah. with a basketball coach to get more guys to play, you know, multiple sports. I think a lot of it has to just do with the fact that you just build a relationship and let them know that you support them too. You know, even when I was not the athletic director, I went to a lot of basketball games um, and watched these kids play, spoke to them in the hallway, just made sure that they knew that, you know, that I, you know, that I was going to support them regardless of whether they played football or not. And, you know, I think that's big in the coaching aspect of it too, to let these other coaches know, that you know you're gonna be at their games. I think that's a big deal. I got I got some buddies around the state that talk a lot about, you know, uh, you know, hey, maybe the football coach is not coming to watch us play and stuff like that. So, I think you got to let those other coaches know that you support them, you know, that you care about the kids. And you know, when football season ends, we'll have about 16 kids. Or, well, let me see, now about 12 or 13 kids that'll go to basketball, and you know that these kids just seeing you in the gym. You know, seeing you on that wall, cheering them on, supporting them, knowing you care. I think that's another way you build a great rapport with the other coaches, but you also show these kids that, you know, hey, I'm going to support you regardless of what you do. So I agree wholeheartedly with you, Coach. Again, listeners, you're listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Stickpin, and today my guest is Bay Springs High School head football coach and athletic director, Coach Dan Brady. Coach Brady, let's segue. Um, you mentioned Coach Mancuso, and before you was not necessarily a wing T guy, but when you took over at Bay Springs, you knew that was the offense that you wanted to install. Um, why the wing T? What what led you to the wing T, and um, when did you, I guess, become sold on it? Well, I think the big thing about the wing tee, I know all, all the spread guys, you know, their big thing is sharing the football, distributing it evenly. And, you know, um, and Bay Springs had always been spread, and they'd always done that. But the big thing I noticed on film when I went back years and watched film on Bay Springs is they could compete with anybody, but it was the negative plays that always hurt them. So when I started looking at what we wanted to do, my big thing was to, to get in an offense that we could, you know, use our speed, use, you know, use several different guys and be able to put pressure on the defense sideline to sideline, but at the same time, not putting ourselves in situations where we're constantly behind the chains and stuff. So for me, that was the wing T, you know, because at the end of the day, I felt like with the running backs and stuff that we had, uh, not necessarily the linemen at the time. So I'll be honest with you, my two guards, my first couple years, they were big kids. You know, they could run okay, but they were just big kids. But I felt like, you know, we would have three running backs, and then you got Jonas Fivey sitting right there at quarterback that we could really put pressure on people. And, you know, it just it just fit, to be honest with you. And then when I got here, I realized they had more than I thought they did. So, I mean, we've always been really blessed at running back. And, you know, on, on, you know, now we're going to have a guy who's going to be our guy that's going to get it a lot more than anybody else. But – Usually, you know, especially the last couple years, 
you know, Ty Jones going to lead us in carries. He's going to be 16 to 20. A.J. Ross is going to be right there about the same. Then our third guy who's going to be the guy for us this year, he was anywhere from 8 to 12 carries, you know. And I know that, yeah, we're going to run the ball. And, you know, I know a lot of folks want to be spread and all that, and that's fine. But, you know, as far as distributing the ball equally to all our players, we do a fairly good job of that. And there's just, you know, so many things that we can do. And, you know, as far as, you know, a lot of people just, oh, it doesn't prepare them for college. And that's great. You can look over the last nine or ten years. We have sent a lot of kids to play at the next level. Now, you know, I, we could do like everybody else. And I say everybody else, and I don't mean anything bad about that. We could do like a lot of people in our community want us to do. We could get in the spread. And I tell them this all the time. You want us to get in the spread, let's get in the spread. You know, we're going to win eight ball games, and I'm going to go on vacation every year at Thanksgiving. If you want to win and play for South State Championship and State Championship, we're going to run the wing tee and be really, really good at what we do and minimize, play great defense, and, you know, just control the clock. And, you know, it's just – I mean, it just works. I mean, it's just, you know – now, as the years have gone along, we've gotten to where we are a lot better you know, at guard. Now, the guards I had the first couple of years, they were great players. They were just, you know, where we could run power better back then. Now we're much better at the buck because, you know, our two guards can just run. I mean, for a lot of people, our two guards would play tight end or fullback and stuff. But for us, I mean, because how well they can run, they, um, you know, they just make us so good with our buck sweep series and stuff. Out, Coach. So, so Coach, <clears throat> I guess if you had any advice to give a young coach, you know, there's a lot of content out there now, um, you know, on Twitter, YouTube, you can get all the 22 cut-ups you want from just about anybody. And you can almost overload yourself with information and I guess football plays. Um, what would you, uh, you know, tell a young coach about maybe when you're coaching high school or uh, middle school about, you know, maybe staying simple and, you know, perfecting what you can perfect with the, the players you got. Oh, yeah. I think the first thing is, is learn your personnel. Um, when I was at, when I was at Stringer, we had a great quarterback, probably one of the best, probably one of the best players I've ever had the privilege of coaching. He could do it all. Um, he was not a great passer, but he could run anything you wanted him to. So everything we did offensively revolved around Tevin Moore. Any play we had for the running back, we had for Tevin Moore, you know. So, in the same in the same token, you know, at Stringer, he was our best player. We had a lot of really, really good football players around him, but he was our best guy. So, everything we did went through him, you know. So, you know, first thing is know your personnel. You know, then when I get to Bay Springs, we've got a lot of different kids that can be contributors. So, we moved away from the eye. We moved away from – you know, at Stringer, we ran a lot of power read, um, ran a lot of quarterback GT, all that different stuff. At base frames, we went to something more where we could distribute the ball more evenly. And, you know, just know your personnel and, and coach what you know. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, have there been years in 2016, could we have been a spread team and probably played for the state championship? Yes. We had a great quarterback. We had three good receivers who could catch the ball. But at the end of the day, I don't know the spread like that. Now, I can coach the spread. I have a spread package. But do I know, you know, can I coach it the way you can and a lot of the other spread guys in state can? No, I, it's just not what I know. So, you know, coach what you know. 
And then lastly, you got to find something to hang your hat on. Probably the best advice my brother ever gave me when I first started calling offense for him was, you know, get good at your basic stuff. Our our first week, we were gonna be we were gonna be trapped, we were gonna be counter, and we were gonna be waggle. And he always told me, when you we get good at those three, we'll move on to something else. You can have a million plays in the playbook and not be good at any of them. I went and watched the I went and watched the spring game a, a few weeks ago, um, and I, I'm not gonna say who it is, but anyway, they were running all this different stuff. I mean, like literally, like I saw like ten different ten different run schemes, okay, and they weren't any good at any of it. And that's the first thing I looked at Ken Carter and I said, they need to get, they need to get simple. I mean, and that's the big thing. I think a lot of times we get too caught up in you know, having, having this, having that, you know, now do we have some different stuff we can do? Yes. We can block the buck sweep several different ways, but at the end of the day, my kids know the buck sweep. I I was at a coaching clinic in 2000 and I guess it was 2017, right after we played for it. And I remember something Lance Mancuso said, he was speaking, you know, when in doubt, run the buck sweep. I mean, that's what we do. We we get good at the things that are that are base our base offensive stuff. Now we always have a little kick here, a little something different here. But as a young coach, you've got to have something you can hang your hat on. This year, when we got in a bind, when we needed a big play, we were going to run the belly, or we were going to run too tight, unbalanced power. Those were our deals. That's what we were good at, and my kids knew that. I didn't have to tell them when it was. When it was overtime and we got the ball on the three-yard line, it was third down um, against against Scott Central, and we were in too tight. Uh, we were in too tight, unbalanced eye. They knew we were going to run weak side belly. And then when we scored and it was time to do it again, they knew we were going to run weak side belly. You know, our kids were confident at that, and we were good, and you know, we're good at that. And, you know, I mean, that's what you got to do. You can't, you know – we go into week one of the season now, nine, ten years later, yeah, we can do anything wing T-wise we want to do. But that first year we went in, we could run the buck, we could run the belly, we could run the trap, we could run the waggle, and that was about it. Those were the things we were really, really good on. I knew we couldn't, you know, yeah, we could put in all that other stuff, but we weren't going to be very good at it, and it was not going to pay any dividends for us. So, you know, young coaches, you got to keep it simple and utilize your personnel, but you also got to get, you also got to have something you can go to in nut cutting time. No doubt about it, coach. Again, listeners, you're listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Thickpen, and today my guest is Bay Springs High School head football coach and athletic director, Coach Dan Brady. Bay Springs High School is located in Bay Springs, Mississippi, for those of you or that are wondering. Coach, you mentioned a guy that gave me an opportunity as a young coach to be a coordinator, Coach Ken Carter, who recently retired. Um, talk about what he, you know, meant to you. Um, I, I saw you guys, you know, gave him a tribute. I, I spoke with him at the All-Star game. Kind of talk about, you know, Coach Carter some. Well, you know, mine and Coach Carter's story goes back a long time. 2007, his dad <laughs> – um, got sick and passed away, and Coach Carter actually got out of coaching. Well, the job he gave up, I actually got that job. Perry Central, got to coach there for two years. And through that, me and Coach Carter kind of came, you know, decent friends, I guess you would say, to start with. Well, we rock on. I get the job at Bay Springs. I'd been there a couple years. I had an opening 
um, we were actually down at uh, or up at Beatty Convention in Tupelo, I guess. And anyway, I actually got with Carter about it and got him hired. And I'm gonna tell you, I've made some really good hires. I feel like I've made some really bad hires through the years, but Ken Carter is probably one of the best I've ever made. He he brought something to the table that I needed as a coach as much as our players needed it as a coach. You know, I needed I needed that older guy on my staff. I needed that guy who would you know, call me, hey, you know, hey, we don't need to do this or we need to do more of this, you know, and that's what Ken's always been. And we just became great friends. I mean, he is probably the best friend I got on the face of this earth. He, But he does just a great job. My kids love him. Um, he was he, great for our coaching staff. I mean, everybody on the coaching staff gets along with Coach Carter. I mean, it's just – it's awesome. You know, he just uh, – and just did a great job. I mean, he came in, he coached the DBs for us. He actually came on two different stints. He coached with us in 18. We ended up losing to Taylorsville in the South State Championship. We had this kid, his name was Marcus Ruffin. I'm, I know he won't mind me saying his name, but the year before Marcus had played DB for us, and to be honest with you, Coach just wasn't real good, um, just didn't do a very good job. I'll be honest, I didn't have a great outlook on him going for to his senior year, and I knew he could help us, but he wasn't – I didn't think he was being the player he could be. But when Coach Carter got his hands on him, he just – this kid went from being a decent high school football player to a really, really good high school football. He was he was really undersized is probably the reason he didn't get a chance to move on. But um, that's just the kind of guy Carter is. You know, he took this kid that really – honestly was just a role player for us as a junior and as a senior he was our guy in the defensive backfield he did a great job made great plays for us and then so then he had then carter leaves he gets a job at mount olive much closer to his house stays there a couple years well it works out he comes back in 21 and you know he uh, he reminds me all the time you know dan i had to come back to bay springs to help you know to help you win a state championship <laughs> I had to hire you at Bay Spring so you can win one, big boy. But no, Carter's a great guy. He means the world means the world to my family. Um, you know, he's just a good guy. You know, I, he just other day, right before school got out, we were gonna go watch a baseball game or something. So I said, man, I just, I'll, I'll meet you at the house. So of course, I get home and his car is parked in the yard. I come inside and he's asleep in my recliner. You know, he's just <laughs> Coach Carter's just part of the family. He's a great guy. Um, He's got to wait 90 days, but after 90 days, he's coming right back to coaching. He's actually going to be a paraprofessional for us. But okay. um, he makes, you know, he made he's he made us so much better as a team. You know, this past year we lost our DC. He got into administration, and um, so I, I promoted Coach Young to our defensive coordinator, who's a great coach. Brother Byron played Alabama. He's with the Raiders now. Coach Young's been with me from the beginning. Coach Young was a little apprehensive about taking over um, as D.C., but, you know, I told Carter, I was like, Carter, you need to talk to him. I said, because if he's not going to do it, you're going to have to do it. And so Carter talked to him. and You know, you know how Carter is. He, were, he just he reassured Young that, hey, man, you can yeah. do it, and I'm going to help you do it. And it just – I mean, he did a great job. Young did a great job, and – um, Carter was right there, and I tell you, one of the best attributes that Coach Young has is he will he takes advice extremely well. He's not one of these people that thinks he knows it all. He's one of these guys that you know he knew that Coach Carter's sitting here with thirty you know thirty plus years of experience. Coach Lee's sitting here with JUCO experience. You know he's going to listen to those guys, and they're going to you know 
help him. And that's what Ken did, man. It's a huge loss for us, not only on the football field right now because he can't be with us to work with our DBs and stuff, but also it's a huge loss just for the school. I mean, because, you know, where I am, a, as Carter would say, a fire and brimstone guy, Carter's more of a I'm going to pull you off to the side. I'm going to get right. after I'm going to get after your butt, but I'm not going to be loud with it, you know. And that's, you know, I think any good coaching staff, you got to have both. You got to have that guy who's going to rake them over the cold, but you also got to have that guy that's going to love them, coach them just as hard, you just do it in a different way. Right. And that, and that's one of the things, you know, looking back on our time working together, I noticed about him. He, he could relate to the players well and communicate with the players well. And he also, you know, you know, I was a young coach at the time. You know, he he's he gives great advice, I think. And um, so I, I really appreciated that. I was glad to see yeah, yeah. he had, you know, with you guys and later in his career. You, you want to talk about great advice. The first phone call I ever had with Ken Carter, say, hey, Coach, Coach Brady, I just got the job at Perry Central. Just want to find somewhere to live at. I said, we found a house in New Augusta. He said, oh. Hold on, coach. Let me stop you right there. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> Don't buy a house in New Augusta. I said, why? He said, coach, you may only be here a year. You have Don't buy that house. So yeah, 11 years later, when I got to hire him, I was like, you remember that advice you gave me? He's like, what? I was like, you told me not to buy that house. He said, yep. He said, and I was right, wouldn't I? I said, yes, sir, you were. I'm glad you told me that, too. So <laughs> he is great with advice. And He's a he's awesome dude, and I am so I'm so happy for him. You know, his boys are both Dallas and Cameron are both grown, and um, you know he is so proud of them. He's 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 a great dad. He's a great coach. He's a great friend. He's a great role model. I mean, any school in the state would be blessed to have a Ken Carter on their staff around their program working with them. Absolutely, coach. So, coach, you you had another guy um, that I have a connection with that I had the pleasure of uh, watching and admire. You know, when I was in high school, uh, Timmy Ducksworth. Oh yeah. On your staff. Talk about how that came to fruition for you. And I mean, with the he has a plethora of playing experience. Um, what that what did that mean? You know, to, to your oh, program. Yeah. So basically, Coach Duck, honestly, the way we got Coach Duck is he lives right right, right there at Bay Springs. And his kids go to Bay Springs. And um, a good friend of mine, Melvin Bolton, who's actually helps us with our equipment and stuff, pulls it to games. Melvin called me one day. He's like, Coach, uh, you know, Timmy Ducksworth wants to talk to you about coaching. I was like, okay. So it just kind of went from there. He came up and talked to me. I mean, you know how it, Coach Duck is the coolest dude I've ever met. Like, I mean, nothing phases him. He's so humble. He's so respectful, and it was just a no-brainer. Thankfully, I went to Dr. Miller and told Dr. Miller, I said, look, I got an opportunity to hire a guy that not only played at Auburn, where Dr. Miller's husband is actually, the, I guess, the general manager of Auburn football. Um, so I said, he, you know, he played at Auburn. Um, he played in the NFL. He played, he played at Taylorsville. I said, he's a great guy. I said, he would be a huge asset for our program. And I said, he wants to do it for free. He wants to be a paraprofessional. And, you know, just getting him out there has been great. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. Coach Doug, he, he is hard on those kids. But let me tell you, he, he feeds them. It's usually about once every week. He'll make little deals with, hey, look, we get this many yards rushing. We're going to take care of you. We're going to feed you. He takes care of them. He has a great rapport with the kids. Um, you know, whereas we're getting ready for practice, I may be right there in the office looking through the window monitoring the kid. Coach Doug is going to be sitting in the locker room with the kids. 
you know, talking with him. But also, I mean, he's a huge discipline guy. You know that about Coach Duck. You, if you say a cuss word, he's going to slap that hand. Yeah, that's what he does. You know, he's going to discipline you. But it's just been great. He connects with the kids. The kids work hard for him. And, you know, as far as, far as for me, I coach the centers and guards. He coaches the tackles and tight ends. And, like, you know, it's just it's just a weight off my shoulder. I don't have to worry about it. I know – and he'll coach them up. He'll get after them. And I mean, we just—I don't know. He's—he's he's, uh Coach Duck is an awesome person. I mean, he has been it's such a blessing. You know, and that's what you know. I tell him all the time. Just him wanting to volunteer and help out our kids is just a big deal. I mean, you just—I mean, and he, it, he really. I mean, because we're gonna, of course, we're gonna get him some shirts, get him hats, you know, all that different stuff. But he's just doing it for free. It's his money. He's investing back into the youth of Bay Springs. And I mean, I think that's a. That's a huge deal for him, you know, like, I mean, just to, you know, there's a lot of other stuff he could be doing. I mean, he's got his son, he's got his daughter. I think the daughter will be in high school this year. Maybe the baby boy will be like maybe a third grader. And, you know, he, he chooses to come out there with us for about two and a half hours today to, to put back into our community to try to help these young men become better, you know, better people, better, better citizens, better players. Coach, talk about, you know, maybe you've been you've been in that community um, a long time now. Talk about maybe what how you know, football is is kind of you know help improve the morale of the community. Obviously, going and winning state championships in a small town means a lot to a lot of people there. Um, not only the students um, and and the parents of the kids that go there, but maybe that entire community of Bay Springs. I think we have Lewin and some other smaller communities as well. Oh yeah. I, I think it just, it's a big deal. You know, whereas like when I first got there, I mean, we, you know, I, you know, reviewed all of the ticket sales the past couple of years. And honestly, ticket sales just weren't where they needed to be. A lot of people were choosing to go 15 miles to Raleigh, go 12 miles to Taylorsville to watch ball games instead of staying right there at Bay Springs, you know, and that was the, that was the big thing. I, I, we wanted to, you know, put a product That's on the field where people would have pride in it and we wanted to give some identity and different stuff like that. So, you know, the first thing we did, we've had to find a logo. Um, my brother-in-law, Charlie Fall, who was my first hire, we, um, we found a logo because we wanted, I, I mean, if you look around the state coach, I mean, every, all these programs around the state, I mean, you know, I can look at a football helmet and tell you exactly who it is, you know, just by a logo. So we wanted a logo to go along with it. We wanted something when our people came to games, we wanted them to have a shirt that had the dog's logo on it. We wanted to give them some pride and different stuff like that. So, you know, and, and when you win, everybody wants to be a part of it. And I, and I think that was, you know, I think that's the big thing winning god has blessed us tremendously when it comes to that and you know getting people involved you know then you know just fundraisers and different stuff like that and i think it just puts a great sense of pride um and you know also celebrating a past teams and different stuff like that and you know i think you know you know now i mean we we're not gonna fill it up every week there are some games you know and you know honestly there's some games when people just don't come and i don't blame them i wouldn't come either because like sometimes the opponent you're playing, you know, it's just not going to be a great game, you know, six or $7 to get in. But, you know, for the most part, our people are very, very supportive. Um, the city of Bay Springs is great to us. I, I'm sure you know him, but Mr. Bob Cook, who's one of our board of aldermen, he, uh, 
he takes care of us. He's always, you know, reaching out to us. What do we need? How can we help? And stuff like that. But um, also, I, I think another big thing for us is we we keep everybody. I mean, we like this year in the spring we had right at seventy kids. Um, I love having big because I mean, at the end of the day, I tell my coaches this all the time. One of the big disagreements we have is like there are times when my coaches think we should, you know, part ways with a kid, but. I'm a little more lenient than some when it comes to that because I know how much football can help a child. You know, I tell my guys all the time, that kid's not out there out here because he can help us. He's out here because we can help him. You know, so we keep a lot of kids, and I think that gets more involvement and different stuff like that. You know, like I told – like I always – I've stressed to these kids, the last two years has been easy because we've been good um, to, get, to get them to really see this. But, you know – at the end of the day, we're going to pass out state championship rings to everybody on the roster, and it don't matter if you played one snap or 500 snaps. And, you know, I think you get all these kids involved. We're fortunate now we have a band again, so that's getting people involved, you know, our cheerleading program. So, I mean, it's just a – it's a bit – you know, whereas years ago, you know, there was a couple years there when Bay Springs football wasn't the hottest ticket in Bay Springs. There were other stuff going on, whereas now, you know, if you want to see good football – you know, you come to Bay Springs and it's just been a great deal. And I think also, you know, just we also try to let people know how thankful we are, um, you know, for what they get, you know, what they do for us and stuff like that. And I think that's something else, you know, a lot of people will say they don't want to be recognized for donating and sponsoring you. But and, and sometimes that is true. But but, you know, we're all human beings. If we do a good job or we do something to help somebody, we want to be you know, praise for that. So we always try to do a good job for that. We always try to recognize the people. And I think that's something else that, you know, helps with our program too, that, you know, we try to always throw, you know, some stuff out there, you know, when people are, you know, help, help us and different stuff like that. And just, it's just been great. You know, whereas like the last couple, really the last five or six years, we don't even really have to fool with pregame meals anymore. Local churches, local horse clubs, parents everybody takes care of that so we're, we're trying to really mold it and it's there now whereas it's a you know our football team is um you know everybody is so involved in it you know now not the coaching part now we're gonna we're gonna take care of all that but as far as like helping you know pre-game meals post-game meals all that different stuff we try to get as many people involved as we can you know because you know at the end of the day it takes a lot of the weight off of our shoulders as coaches but it also gets everybody involved. And, you know, when you're winning, you know how it is. You grew up in Taylorsville. When you're winning, everybody wants to be. And hopefully it'll stay that way. That's right. That's that's correct. So, Coach, was is this how you envisioned it, um, you know, at the level you guys are on right now when you took um, I Honestly, I knew that I knew that base springs could be – um, a really, really good program. I knew that we could um, – I knew that there was the personnel that to win and stuff. Did I know that it, we could – did I know that we could, you know, compete for a South State Championship the second year, compete for a state championship the third year? No, I didn't. But what I also didn't know until I got there and I laid – I didn't know the talent in the school from top to bottom. You know, I didn't know. I knew there was. I knew there was a lot of talent. We'd always played them. I knew there was a lot of talent. Um, you know, and and 
I, I just didn't know, like, you know, that, you know, whereas at Stringer, there's going to be years at Stringer when you're going to be really good. 2010, 2013, we were really, really good. But, you know, then there's also down years. And, and there'll be some down years at Bay Springs. But the thing about it at Bay Springs is, whereas, you know, we may have a junior class with not many kids, that freshman and sophomore class, like this year, our freshmen, we got 21 freshmen. I think we've got 18 sophomores. I mean, we, you know, I did not know how many how many other kids there were out there that were going to be really, really good for the program. So, no, I didn't think – I didn't know. I didn't – you know, I didn't know. And also, I mean, there was a lot of – you know, I didn't know how well our kids won, um, but the community too would buy in to my style of coaching, to buy in to the type of offense that um, I like to run or I think best suits our kids. So I didn't know that, but, you know, I interviewed for a job earlier this year. Uh, I, I shouldn't tell this, but my kids know I interviewed for a job. And that, that the big deal about that job is they didn't want to change from what they'd always done. And I completely understand that, you know, oh, kids aren't going to want to do this. And, you know, that's crap. It honestly is. You know what kids want? Kids want to be successful. They want to have structure. And, you know, yeah, you got ball play. You got players that want to get the ball in their hand. Absolutely. Okay. But there's this false notion going on around the state that you, that you got, you can't run the wing tee and be successful. And, you, you know, at that upper levels, you know, and stuff like that. Oh, you got to do this, got to do that. Well, you know, it's just not it's just not so. I mean, the kids at Bay Springs could have real easily not participated, not gotten after it. But what they saw is that, you know, what the wing tee and all that stuff, you can do that. You can be successful. A lot of different people are going to get their hands on the ball. You know, yeah, it's not the, it's not the spread. We're not going to throw it 30 times a game, all that different stuff. But at the end of the day, like I said, winning, winning takes care of a lot. You know, and so anyway, that's kind of off the topic, but I had to throw that out there. I just think some people, some schools are married to a certain type of offense that that's the only thing that can make that school successful. And I just, you know, honestly, coach, I just don't believe in that. It's just not, it's about personnel. But, you know, at the end of the day, even a lot of these big schools, you know, hey, let's look at Picky U. Um, you know, let's look at Poplarville. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, yeah all these different schools, they run the football West point, you know, and yep. not that I'm yep. not anti-spread. I swear I'm not anti-spread, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, I, I get aggravated cause I see it on Twitter all the time too. I get aggravated when people want to throw shade at the wing tee and all this different stuff. And the fact of the matter is, I mean, you know, Bassville is the best example I know. And they, people can't just say it's because they're a small school because they play great competition all throughout all the classes every year and compete but everybody's just stuck up on that. Hey, we got to do this. And it's, it's just not the case. I mean, honestly. Right. And coach, this is in your own words. So whatever you want to say about the wing T or whatever, Hey, you're more than welcome to say, that's why I wanted you to be a guest on here. And, you know, speaking to that, um, I remember years ago, uh, Bassfield, I think two years, but they gave Oak Grove all they could handle. Uh, they when they played them, uh, so that kind of dispelled that notion. I think, at least in my eyes. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, and I mean, Bassville. I mean, I know the year we, the year they beat us in fifteen. They had Ron Thompson at fullback. I cannot remember the two wings, uh, but I mean, all these kids played football. A couple of them played Division One football. They had the big offensive lineman. 
uh, that went to maybe you know the big defensive lineman that went to Indiana. They had the inside linebacker that went to Southern Miss. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, and, and you know what the crazy thing is, I remember I was at Perry Central in 2007. We played Bassville. Um, they're running more of a pass, you know, pass happy offense or whatever. We beat them 44 to 24. Lance Mancuso gets hired that next spring. They show up at Perry Central. Um, I was the DC at that time. They beat us 20 to eight. Were they very good at the wing tee at that time? Absolutely not. But they did not turn the football over. And they had three great athletes in the backfield. Uh, one of them, I can't remember, who's a Myers kid, broke a, broke a long run on the yep. touchdown. I they remember blocked, Yeah, they blocked a punt. And they beat us 20 to eight. I want to say that year, maybe they lose to Forrest. Um, so, I mean, you know, and don't get me wrong, there, I'm sure there's plenty of things where people have went from run base to pass base. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, you, you got to marry it to what your kids can do. You know, like last year, if we'd have been straight spread last year, we wouldn't have been very good. Coach. Quarterback was about 5'4". He's the best player we had on the field most nights. But he just didn't throw the ball great, and he threw all our play action stuff. And we just didn't really have a lot of receivers to, you know, to deal with. But, I mean, you know, I'm a wing T guy. Um, I'm a run, I'm, a, you know, I'm an offensive lineman. I can't hide that. I, you know, pretty much my entire staff is made up of offensive linemen. Coach Young said he played tight end at West Jones, but I've never been able to verify that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding about that. But, you know, we're going to run the ball. And, I mean, it is what it is. So, Coach, you know, a lot of teams in Georgia uh, are, are wing T. I guess you have some pockets where they, you know, do a lot of the spread. Why do you think it's so popular there in Georgia? I even – I remember I went to the wing T camp out there a few years ago, and, um, man, it, it's like a, a – move. it was like a movement out there. Yeah, we you know, we've almost went to that wing T camp a couple times. We've just never been able to get over there, but – I don't really know. A great friend of mine coaches in Georgia, my college roommate, he coaches at Swainsboro um, High School. But there are a lot of teams that run the wing tee in Georgia. I know a lot of teams run the pistol wing tee and different stuff like that. Um, I don't really know the answer to that, Coach. But, I mean, I mean, I watched some of the Georgia state championships. I got to watch my good friend Chase, uh, their state championship too. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, personnel-wise, I mean, now I know – now, chasing them at Swainsboro, they didn't run the wing tee, but now he, they've got several. I mean, Georgia is loaded with talent. He's got several kids that are going to Division One schools and stuff like that. But as far as, you know, I don't really know enough about Georgia to know why they run it so much over there. But um, I know we, I know a lot of teams, and I guess in South Mississippi, run it. But yeah. Yeah. You know, as far as across the state, you know, honestly, when I break down our schedule – you know, we got Raleigh week one. They'll be wing T. Uh, my brother's team at Clarkdale, they'll be a version of the wing T out of the gun doing some different stuff. But unless I'm missing somebody, that's about it. And, and that's another thing, to be honest with you, with our rationale with being wing T is a lot it's, A lot of people don't see it. You know, and it's really hard to get a kid who's been doing something one way all year long, and then he gets to a wing T team. And now all of a sudden, hey, he, we're not getting upfield. We got to daggum squeeze and wrong shoulder the trap. Yeah, you know, yeah. We got we to set the edge on the buck. And, I mean, that's another thing I think that really pays huge dividends for us as far as being able to, um, you know, just give people something they don't see all the time. No doubt about it. Again, listeners, you're listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Thickpin, and today – 
my guest is Bay Springs High School head football coach and athletic director, Coach Dan Brady. Coach Brady, um, my, my last question, I guess, um, give us the um, your outlook for this upcoming season. Did your region change? Uh, maybe talk about your schedule some. Yeah, we um, we actually went from 1A back to 2A again. Um, region did change. Uh, we're actually in there with Lake, um, Scott Central, uh, Lake, Scott Central, Clarkdale, and Newton, I guess. So I uh, feel like it's a really, really tough, uh, really, really tough division. Uh, lost a lot of guys. Got a lot of good ones coming back, too. Uh, we lost a, really, a lot of good players as well. Um, Lake is, Lake is going to be really, really good. Uh, Coach Hannah and his crew does a great job there. Um, my brother's team at Clarkdale. Um, they're going to be really, really talented. I mean, I've worked with him for five years. They're going to be really good at what they do. Um, and of course, Newton, Newton's always super talented. Actually, I got to hire one of Newton's coaches this year. Actually, you know, Adrian Ag from Taylorsville. That's correct. I try to hire as many Taylorsville guys as I can. Coach. I no, see. Not, you know, but, um, so our district will be really tough. Um, non-conference, uh, we open up with Raleigh. Well, actually, we open up with Laurel. We play Laurel in the Jamboree on the 18th. Uh, so that'll be a like to really play somebody that's going to bloody our nose. Well, actually, we competed well with them. They ended up being 21 to 12 and a half. But it really did good to our kids because more than anything, coming off a state championship, I wanted our guys to get hit in the mouth and realize that, yes, we can be a good football team, but ain't nobody just going to stand there and hand it to us as we walk by. So that helped us. But – we got Laurel again. Um, then, of course, we open up with Raleigh on a Thursday night. Um, Raleigh's going to be really, really good again. Coach Higg does a great job. Lost a lot of great players. Of course, he lost Perkins. But there were a lot of other good ones, too. Had, had the, the, the fullback, uh, the Walker kid. Uh, he was really, really good. But they bring back a lot of good kids, too. Uh, then we uh, – let's see, week two, we actually got Taylorsville at home. Taylorsville didn't really lose anybody. Um, they're going to be really, really good. All those sophomores are going to be juniors now. Of course, you got the Kraft kid that's going to be a senior, great player, one of the better run running backs we've we've faced since I've been at Bay Springs. A very, very strong, very, very hard worker. Um, so they're going to be really good. Then, of course, we go play Cross County rival Heidelberg. Coach Carter's over there now. Um, I think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to be really, really, really good. So. Uh, then we get Philadelphia at home, and then I think our final non-district game is we go to Choctaw Central. So, tough non, non-district schedule. Um, as far as us, uh, we bring back both our guards and our tight end. Uh, both these these two guards, I mean, John Andrews, Ron Darius Henry. Um, I don't mean this bad against any other guard I've ever had since I've been at Bay Springs. The, these two guys are the best group of guards I've ever had. Um, and just headhunters work really, really hard. John was actually out for the spring. He had to have a um, MCL surgery, a meniscus surgery. I'm sorry. Um, bring back our tight end though, uh, Jalen Gamage, super player, super athlete. He's put on about 15 pounds. Um, he's he's a good one for us. Had a bunch of catches, a bunch of touchdowns. Um, running back wise, all we bring back is uh, Malachi Page, uh, really, really good running back. I actually got an offer um, at the spring jamboree from Ole Miss. Um, can really do it all. He's played quarterback for us, running back, receiver. Um, he's he's just a great player. Six foot, two hundred and ten pounds, runs really really well. Um, so he'll be really good. And then you know the other spots, we got some guys. We're just kind of 
you know, we're looking at right now. Um, one of our DBs, Destin Nelson, probably going to play a little running back for us. Quarterback-wise, we got two of them right now. we got Dalen Pierce, who will be a junior, big kid, 6'2 and a half, 6'3", 220. Best defensive guy we had last year, led us in tackles, had three defensive touchdowns. He's working at a little quarterback. Then we got another kid, J.D. Page, who's uh, he's a lot smaller, but J.D. throws it well. He's, he, he, he can run our offense really well, too. So offensively, I don't think we'll be as explosive. Um, but, I mean, let's just be honest. You replace Ty Jones. You replace A.J. Ross. I mean, Ty had 36 touchdowns. A.J. had about 20. It, it's hard to be as good there. But I still think we can be good, you know, um, there. But um, defensively, Probably in better shape on defense than we are on offense right now. Um, brought back three defensive linemen. Of course, Dalen Pierce, King Cole. Um, of course, Cameron Beavers, who just committed to Ole Miss about, about two weeks ago. Um, Cam's beautiful. Freshman and sophomore, he was a great player. Our good player for us. Uh, kind of a role player. Didn't play a whole lot. End of his sophomore year, really started coming. And he got bigger. I mean, he 6'4", 330. Uh, that's what he was a year and a half ago. Now he's six four and a half, and he weighs two sixty because he just lost a a ton of weight. But um, he's a great player, one of the best players in the state. Committed to Ole Miss, so we're really good up there. Um, linebacker wise, I guess we lost two, but we bring back Malachi will be the inside backer, and then we got Caleb Plummer. He'll play one of the outside backers. But so front seven, I feel as good as we've ever felt. The back, the back four is kind of where the question marks are now. We've got the personnel um, to play, but they just got to grow up. Um, we bring back De- Destin Nelson at corner. He's really, really good. And then the other three spots, you know, we're just going to have to kind of plug and play to see who's around. Um, got some really good talent. They just, you know, don't have a ton of experience, you know, just backup roles last year. So, I really feel like if that, you know, if those, if our secondary will grow up, I think we can be in the hunt for it and, you know, you know, make a little run. And I think there's a lot of good 2A football teams, but honestly, there's a lot of good 2A football teams that are now playing 1A football. East Marion, uh, Belma Jackson, Taylorsville. I mean, so in a lot of ways, I mean, I think we kind of, I think we kind of lucked up. And I'm not saying we can win the South or anything like that, but I'm saying, Everybody that's in the South, I think we have just as good a shot to, you know, win a couple playoff games. And if we get hot and if we grow up and get a few breaks, I think we can make a run at the South just as well as any other team can. You know, now it's always going to be hard. I mean, Raleigh, Raleigh's good. Raleigh is going to be really, really good again. Scott Central, Scott Central, you know. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, I think you can mention Bay Springs in the same sentence with those schools. And I think we, you know, I think that the kids have shown over the last several years that we can compete with anybody. And I really do. I, I like this group as much as I've liked any group we've ever had. Now, are they as talented? No, they're not. But they they can win. We're just going to have to do it a little bit different way. We're not going to score 40 points a game. If we do, I hope I'm, I hope I'm having to eat those words and yeah, we do score 40 points a game, but I don't think we're going to have the firepower to score that much. We're going to have to slow it down more and we're going to have to play really good defense. And I think, you know, if, if these, these new guys we're filling in, if they can grow up and, you know, get after it, we're having a great summer in the weight room. I know it's only been a couple of days, but um, we're averaging over 50 a day. Uh, you know, we, like I said, we had 70 in the spring. Will we have 70 when fall camp starts? No. 
there are going to be 10 kids that weed themselves out because they won't come to workouts. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't get rid of them. They get rid of their self if they won't come to workouts. But, you know, I think we can still be really good. And, you know, I mean, that's the great thing about it. I think we got as good a shot as anybody and um, hopefully we can get lucky and the Bulldogs can get hot and we can win some ball games. And coach, I, I know you believe in where it, it all starts up front because you led with introducing your two guards, but coach Brady, it's been, it's been an incredible, um, interview um with you i wish you all the best of luck and um i want to say you know i i've admired your work from afar and um thanks for coming on the podcast tonight anytime thank you coach i really appreciate you having me yes sir from all of us to all of you good day and god bless